tracking new connections through artistic transformation and international exchange. of purposeful sound practice, the pilgrimage trip, and the rituals of handing down. We explore the essential existence of human beings. Sharing ancestral wisdoms and rooted practices with communities, curators, practitioners, and specialists from around the globe. Be not too attached to one place, and be not too reluctant to leave behind the plans, the settlements, or your tools. You must keep moving. If you remain in one place for too long, your people will die out. This is what the elders frequently emphasize. Bunen, they widely distributed on both sides of the Central Mountain Range in Taiwan. The early Bunen were hunters and slash and burn farmers, living wherever they grow crops and hunted. Each clan has its territory and there were serious taboos that kept people from violating each other's territorial rights. In order to ensure they always had fertile soil, they migrated every once in a while. Upon finding a place suitable for growing millet, they would first conduct a ritual in which the trunk and branches of a Chinese sumac were used to make a white marker symbolizing their pact with the moon. They would then wait for a taisa a dream viewed as a good omen, before settling there. Dahu is from one of the moon communities, Basigao. He will lead us on a trip back to their old settlement, also a home he learned to be a complete human. They bury their umbilical cords, bridges to connect them to the past, in their homes. Returning to the place of umbilical cords burial is what Dahu and people in his clan have longed to do since moving away. They have continued to return regularly since they traced the old trail home in 2002. Every time before entering, Dahu lowers his head and prays to the forest.
是妈妈好记录，哦，妈妈好记录哈、哦。那从这边哈、哦，这边又有哦一户人家。Lightpoint Lookout Trail, made in 1924 by the Japanese during their occupation of Taiwan to maintain control over the Bunun people in the mountains. The Mama Hag Settlement, where we are now. There are about eight houses in the whole settlement. It was originally Puyuma territory. Once the trail was made, Bunun people on the eastern slopes of the Central Mountain Range started to move here for the sake of schooling and to trade with the Han Chinese. Oh, here, 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 Mama Hao family has several families. This trail doesn't only lead us to Dahu and his clan's old settlements, but also a landscape inscribed with the lives of all who have dwelt there in Bunun cosmology. Here, Mama Hive, is a place of Macaui. Bintuhan. 就是指天上的星星。It's the place of the stars. 哎，所以这边的，好、哦、布农族人呢，他们是在白天看星星的。In the daytime. 那这里一直过去啊，它沿沿路好有很多的聚落。那这边是妈妈好。Beyond the place of the stars, home to the hero who fought against the colonial regime. 然后过了那个尖尖的山呢，那个星星山呢，哦，过去，哦，它就是又是一个。那个李布松的一个记录，啊，就是那个海鼠事件的那个他的家家家屋就在那个地方。那边有一个瀑布啊，瀑布的在上方一点，那边有一个有一个记录叫做那个马斯瓦努啊，就是很多风雨的记录。Above which is Maswanu, a place of Machani. 还有一个记录叫做哈利布努。Past the home of the bee is Halibunu. Full of all kinds of vegetation. 再过去的话，也还有一个记录哈，就叫做马斯花了，就是很多黄藤的记录。And beyond it is Masqua, a settlement thriving with the rotten. My name is Dahu. The wind leaves so very. 像这个叫大病，就是利用的名字就是起于这个蓝眼面包树还是什么？ My older brother is Dabyung, the Filipino breadfruit. Names, the landscape, knowledge of the mountain forests, and animism, all things coexist in reality. 有些老人家们，他们就会选择那个，比如说山猪喜欢做窝的地方。Some of the elderly people like to live in places where wild boars had made dens. 那很多时候，山猪的习性其实是跟人一样的。好，有不不要不要小看人家猪，猪是不爱干净，其实山猪它是很干净的。Wild boars are actually a lot like humans. 
People think they don't care about cleanliness, but they actually do. 好，干净。然后他在选择窝呢。哦，这个窝它就不会选在那种像那个啊、呃呃、很潮湿的地方，或者是不通风的地方。好、哦，我们人离开了，很多时候家务是被山猪再次的给它拱坏了、嗯。因为它本来就是它的生活地地方。嗯山不能走啊，在整个家务里面呢、啊，它的炉灶的位置都会是在这个地方。In a banana house, the stove was usually in front near two walls. 屋子的前面这一侧。Smoke from the stove would circulate back to the rear, where the millet was stored, keeping it dry. 然后就是这边是煮菜的地方，好，那后面那个地方通常是会是储藏小米的地方，因为靠近有。But the stove was a smoking rack. On which we hung meat. 圆形烤架，那我们的肉都会放在这个地方。哎，所以肉放在这个地方啊，基本上你放半年、一年都不会坏掉。Smoked meat is preserved well enough to keep for anywhere from half a year to a full year. It's good for making soup. 一个有点价高的一种心态，哦，可能是储放小米，或者是这个价高的模式，它会一直过去，哦，那可能这个地方就是睡觉的地方。There's a raised structure that extends out, which is where people slept. There was no separate space for the kitchen; they just cooked at the stove. 哎，那布农族基本上没有厨房嘛，就是炉灶的地方而已，哈。那也没有所谓的客厅，哈，那平常吃饭都是在外面，哈，除了下一天才会在这个哈比较小小的空间吃饭。这样的房房屋现在大概是可以睡十十来个人，一个家庭。Three homes are in this recess on a slope continuously kissed by a breeze. 对，那边也是一个家屋，哦，然后在旁边那边还有一个家屋。那那个小小平台呢，就是山羊可以休息、哦纳凉的地方。A banana hunter has said the wild boars are fed by the monkeys. Flying squirrels and monkeys spend their time in the treetops foraging for food, causing branches with buds and fruits to break off. This also happens when Taiwan black bears climb trees. These fallen provisions feed the wild boars, deer, and goats. The state of vegetation, leftovers of eaten fruit, broken branches. Droppings and tree trunks with marks of abrasion are all precious signs to experienced banana hunters. 水鹿啦，山羊啦，山羌啦，和黑熊啦，都有。嗯，可以。嗯
个木头，跟绳子啊，就是这也会是我们平常上课的地方。I usually bring the kids here to learn to set traps. 传统的陷阱嘛，就是就地取材，然后可以做成陷阱。Traditionally, they are made from locally found materials. They are made with either spring-like or loop mechanisms. This right here is a path used by animals. 这边整个啦，就是会是我们平常带带学生上课的一个场域啊，啊，不一定都会是在那个。Learning doesn't always have to be in Mama High。有时候就会带孩子们进入到这个领域去探索，去认识。Kids are brought here to explore。可能植物或是动物的一些足迹。Get to know plants and animal tracks。然后让他们去，有点像。And have a little adventure。那种小冒险的那种感觉啊，因为有时候我们带他们去看。We would show them animal droppings. Like those over there from goats. Learning to identify animal tracks is not just about obtaining food. People must respect ecological cycles and hunting ethics. During breeding season, females who are still caring for their young are pregnant or are nursing are not to be killed. The signs given by the spirits of nature and the ancestors must be strictly complied with. Being greedy and waste is not allowed. No matter what they kill, it must be shared with the clan. To maintain ecological balance and allow the species to continue, hunters regularly switch hunting grounds. It's more important than making kill because the people are nourished by their parents' forests. This is why Dahu and members of his clan founded the Mama Hive Education Base by allowing participants to walk along the trail to the old settlement and learn related skills. He looks to pass on the Bunun wisdom of harmonious coexistence with nature through the vehicle of body memory. There are some things that just need to be experienced personally to understand what our elderly tribe people were talking about. 哎，那个就不不太像我们一般像现今的教育模式。哎，老老师跟我们讲什么，就就是什么了，这样子。It can't be like the current form of education in which we just believe whatever our teacher tells us. 而是没有在经过自己的生命去消化。If you don't digest and temper that knowledge by actually experiencing it, 哎，那那东西就变成是人的一种刻板。You just view it in a stereotypical mold. 哎，那很多时候如果说没有在在你的在自己的生命去去淬炼或者在转化的时候，它就不会是一个活的。It won't really be alive in you.
For the Semai people, dreaming is one of the ways for them, as an individual or a community, to navigate the waking reality. Uh, tsunami 2004 kan? 2004 kan? Uh, ada 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 orang yang sudah uh, ada uh, ada orang asli yang sudah mimpi dapat alamat uh, bakal terjadi satu perkara yang besar di KN. During the 2004 tsunami, there was an orang asli who received a dream which informed him that a massive tragedy was going to happen. Uh, uh, Macam uh, tragedi tragedi besar lah kan. But he didn't state what type of tragedy, perhaps because he was afraid of how people would judge him or they would not believe him. In the past, perhaps people would have believed him. Dia takut penerimaan orang sekarang. Kalau macam orang dulu-dulu, mungkin ya dia akan cerita secara spesifik dan orang akan terima dengan dengan dan percayalah. Kita sekarang mana mau percaya benda macam tu. But nowadays, not many believe in dream warnings anymore. Ada setengah yang uh, pengalaman orang yang dia mimpi dulu kawasan mana yang sesuai. It can happen kan? in two ways. Uh, so, bila dia dah dapat mimpi tu, dia akan dia buka lah. Either the villagers do the activity Tapi first, yang macam yang saya cakap, then they uh, come home and have a dream. Uh, awal tadi, uh, yang buka dulu. Or they dream first tu, uh, and the next day perform the activity. Balik malam tidur, kalau dapat mimpi, apa mimpi tu cakap? If one dreams first, it's a shaman. If one dreams later, it's for normal people. Kan, sama ada mimpi tu dia bagi tahu. For example, the opening of a new okay, farm. Okay, you boleh uh, uh, beladang di sini. Some people will have a dream first about which area is suitable to Ataupun open. Ataupun dia kata tak boleh beladang di sini. Ha, kalau tak boleh, dia kena ubahlah. Then there are some who clear the forest first, then return home and only have a dream that night. Kalau boleh, dia aku boleh teruslah uh, beladang di situ. Depending on what the dream says, whether he can continue clearing the forest for the new farm or he cannot open the new farm there. If can't, then he needs to find a new area. If can, he can continue opening the new farm. Uh, so, aktiviti harian yang lain pun sama juga. Contoh, dia nak pergi memburu kan? Okay, uh, dia niat dulu. Other daily activities are similar as well. For example, hunting. Saya nak pergi memburu di kawasan-kawasan ni. 
certain-certain kawasan bukit ke apa ke lepas tu one needs to have the intention first thinking I want to go hunting in this certain area kalau lah kawasan tu ada bahaya let's say akan berlaku tanah runtuh ke ribut ke Uh, kan? So if the area might face dangers such as storms or landslides, the gunik would tell the shaman uh, in the dream. Untuk uh, macam setengah orang, uh, tapi biasanya orang yang akan mimpi dulu tu biasanya dia shaman lah. And the next day it will really happen. Tapi kalau orang yang mimpi kemudian itu orang biasa <coughs> macam tu. Lepas biasanya akan uh, akan dibuat selepas musim menuai padi. The celebration okay. is usually held Normally, after the harvest uh, season. Uh, musim menuai padi pada bulan Disember lah. Normally the rice harvesting happens in December. Kan, menu- December lah. So during akan lepas Disember tu. After that they would collect and pound the padi January, in January. During akan aku tumbuk padi apa semua. They would then celebrate Gengulang or Genulang as it's called in Ronis village. Uh, mungkin during akan sambut. Gunulang. Both have the same meaning. Uh, kalau di kampung saya dia panggil gunulang. Uh, kalau orang baru dia panggil genggulang. Uh, tapi sama lah. Ataupun uh, term yang baru sekarang ni dia panggil jispai tahun baru. Or the new term known as jispai, which is their new year. Kan, so dia akan sambut dia start daripada uh, hujung bulan Januari sampai ke bulan Uh, the celebration is normally between the end of January to March. So, biasa kampung saya dulu dia akan sambut bulan March lah. Ronis Village usually celebrates it in March. So, sebelum genulang ni uh, ditetapkan tarikh genulang, so pawang akan dia 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 akan uh, macam berhubung lah dengan dengan uh, gunik ataupun semangat kampung lah yang jaga kawasan kampung Before the date of Genulang is set the shaman will communicate with the gunik or the spirit that guards the village area The shaman will inform the spirit stating Okay, the villagers will celebrate Genulang on this date Dia akan beritahulah Dia akan nyatakan Okay, orang The shaman will first inform the spirit through a spell Berapa bulan, berapa bulan So, dia sudah macam uh, beritahu dululah After that Let's say Gunik or the spirit of the village area agrees to the date. Ah, so, it would tell uh, the shaman through dia a dream. Dia dia bagi tahu tu melalui jampilah. Lepas tu kalau If it didn't agree, let's say a uh, Gunik ataupun semangat kawasan tu dia cakap dia it setuju. It would also tell dia through a dream. Dia akan melalui mimpi, tak setuju dia akan bagi tahu melalui mimpi. And then provide a suitable date. Ah, ataupun dia kalau dia tak setuju dia akan ubah tarikh ke tarikh yang sesuai.
melalui mimpi ada yang melalui mimpi tapi kebanyakannya tak melalui mimpi kalau dia when dia, it comes to healing when one is finding a cure he or she doesn't find it in dreams dia ubat tipe sakit dia akan buatlah upacara untuk macam uh, upacara kita panggil lamur kan there are some cases that cures are found through dreaming but most don't lamur tu macam nyanyi apa uh, untuk macam panggil gunik dan tanya gunik apa dia sakit macam tu when lah. a shaman wants to heal a patient he does a ceremony to lamur which is to call the gunik spirit and ask for its advice So, uh, gunik kan bagi tahu dia sakit apa-apa-apa, sakit A contohnya. Okey, ubat dia macam ni, macam ni. Dia akan bagi tahulah. The gunik will inform the shaman that the patient is suffering from and what medicines and cures can be used and done. But this is not true dreams. Uh, tapi tak melalui mimpi. Tapi sometimes ada melalui mimpi special case sajalah melalui mimpi tapi yang macam ya, soalan uh, Wendy tadi however in special cases cures are found in dreams yang macam saya cakap tadi uh, atuk saudara saya yang uh, dia hidap penyakit kulit selama berpuluh tahun uh, dia pergi hospital pergi klinik pergi apa semua ubat apa semua kan dia ubat semua tak baik Ronnie's relatives grandfather suffered from skin disease for years he had gone to hospitals clinics to get treated but was never cured. Tapi satu hari dia mimpi ada orang tua datang a uh, bagi tahu dia suruh pergi ke dekat a uh, kolam air panas, ambil ambil uh, air panas tu minum dengan ambil air tu sapu dekat dia punya uh, kuman tu dekat kulit tu kan, penyakit kulit tu. One day, he had a dream of an old man instructing him to go to the hot spring, drink the water and also apply the water on his skin. Pasal baik. He followed the instructions ha, and was cured. Macam tu. Tapi uh, yang tu dia tak melalui shaman. Dia tak melalui. Tapi uh, mungkin... This cure was found not through a shaman but a dream. Mungkin... I pun tak tahulah. Mungkin uh, sometimes kita manusia kan... Uh, kita punya harapan lah. Kita, punya, kita wish lah macam... Perhaps sometimes as a human, we have hopes and wishes. Hai, macam kita kadang kita mungkin... dia dalam keadaan uh, frustrasi tu dia bercakap seorang ke ataupun gunik semangat-semangat uh, uh, yang di sekeliling tu dengar keluhan dia tu dia punya sadness dia dia punya apa dia kan uh, tu dia bagi tahu okey or maybe in his frustration he mumbled to himself and the gunik or spirits in his surroundings heard and helped him uh, you kena pergi sini uh, ambil kolam air uh, pergi kolam air panas ni you ambil air minum pasal ambil air sapu dekat uh, macam tu lah
first thing that we got when uh, we were a child is a, a pedal. So this pedal is a gift given to children, to Melanau children. We will keep it in our house. We believe that this pedal will be our pedal in the afterworld. The pedal and also the water itself have significant meaning with us. The world after the death also use the pedal and we will have this long journey uh, on the boat in the afterworld. about the boat yeah when i was a child my uncle will always bring boat uh, to my house from his house yeah so uh, my uncle and and me we live in same village but uh, he live in upstream we live in downstream the mode of transportation at the time is boat keno because of uh, we live in the same same village and the water is calmer compared to the water in the sea so he used keno from his house to my house and sometimes we will go to our relative house in another village like in uh, pantry so we have uh, families over there and we use the keno from my house to pantry it's a very long journey actually it's very 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 long journey uh, from the morning until afternoon or maybe until evening it depends on how how strong we 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 we, we use the pedal at the time so we use that to go in a small area uh, or in a calmer water so if you go to my village, there are a lot of keno made from Belian in my village. But when we wanted to go to another place, yeah, which is uh, further from 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 my village, like uh, Melana people like to trade, yeah, and because of this, we call that uh, networking, and because we live. Uh, in a coastal area we tend to get more influences from outside so and another thing is we also have this idea of uh, moving around to find families or to find new new area to live with
So Melanau, uh, that live close to the ocean, like Melanau in Rajang, they have this closer relationship to the Melanau in the interior side, like Melanau in Kenawi or Melanau in Tanjung. The thing is, Melanau in Rajang, they have this fishing industry, but they cannot grow fruits over there. Because of the land, it's not suitable. So some of them move to Kanawit area just to grow fruits. And then there are some kind of uh, butter system where when they need the fish, this Melanau from Kanawit will bring the fruits that they have in Kanawit to Rajang. And they will stay in Rajang for a few days or a week or two weeks, something like that. And then after that, they will bring the fish from, from Rajang people, go back to the uh, Kanawit people or vice versa. When I was a child, when we go to Sarike and uh, my other relative in Sarike, uh, she introduced me the Siamese rice and because of this, this Siamese rice uh, we we will call that we change the diet after that we we make the rice as our main diet because the Siamese rice has more starch for obvious reason it will make us feel full easier compared to the Melanau rice also the Sego so the, the trend of the food change after that and the Siamese rice is becoming cheaper year after year. Uh, the economy of our people also becoming better so that we can buy rice. Uh, we don't have to use Zego as our main food. When we wanted to find Prawn is one of the food that we consume. If they are prawns, they will they will be crocodiles. We need to face the crocodile. So some people in my place they can invite crocodile to talk with them. They have this uh, chant. They have this what we call that words that they, they they recite, and they have some some movement that they will do when they wanted to invite the crocodile. They will they will they will use this this movement. And this thing are very interesting to see because uh, we can see that we are making friends with the, call that, the king of the river. Because of this, people are not really afraid of crocodiles. Uh, we as Marana people, we have to make peace with crocodiles. When we talk about the identity, today's Melanau, if they are Muslim, a lot of them uh, get confused with the ideology of be- becoming Malay. And I believe that's happened because we don't know that at the time, Islam is a religion. So we assume that uh, when we talk about Islam, we talk about Melayu or Malay. So 
when we register, some of us Melana, when we register, and some of our other ethnic in Sarawak, when they are Muslim, when we are Muslim, and registering for for uh, on on the paper, we we put over there our ethnic as a Malay. But the thing is, we are not Malay. We put it Malay because we believe Malay is Islam at the time. But that's not the thing. Malay is a race. Uh, Islam is a religion. But we we don't know at the time. So that's what happened. That's why a lot of us adapt uh, Malay culture because of this uh, religion. Punan, everybody, we were close. We were close to each other. To look for a new piece of land, um, to you know, plant rice, cultivate rice and fruits, and um, a new um, source of um, transport and life as well. Most importantly, um, a good river to live on. That's um, there was um, river was life anyway. River is life. During the migration, so Sarawak side, Kalimantan side, right? So the one that crossed the river, um, when they crossed the river, the Batang Kayan. The one on the Sarawak side, which is the north side, they were they were yelling to the ones across um, crossing the bridge. It was a suspension bridge made out of a massive um, rotan, uh, rotan, a deer, payau, right, payau. <laughs> so they were yelling to the people on the other side. The river was massive, um, and it was, um, you know, they you wouldn't probably hear much um, at the other side. So they were saying payau, payau, and the other one on the other side heard ayau or ayo, which means enemy. So the one on the Kalimantan side cut the bridge, uh, the suspension bridge, and that's when the migration stopped at, at some point, and that's why there's still Kayans and Kenya and all everyone else still in Kalimantan and some of us here. It was a time when I, I suppose everyone was kind of waging wars as well to to take over specific lands. The burning down of a longhouse and this is something that um, had, uh, I have more recent memory of uh, because it happened to our longhouse in Longsan as well um, and uh, I think we, in total, at least in my lifetime that I'm aware of, there's been two major fires that has made our community have to set up in in a different, slightly uh, different location. 
the longhouse is, think of it as kind of like a link house made up of whole uh, very different uh, families um, in each uh, room, uh, lamin we call it. In each lamin, you don't even need to have a lot number <laughs> in this context. Like everybody knows the arrangements of uh, which lamin you you live in, uh, because it's always been that way. So even uh, I remember even even after the first longhouse burned down and the reconstruction of the second one happened, the sequence of the families that live in in that longhouse is exactly the same. So I'll know where to locate my grandparents, even in the new longhouse, you know, even though I hadn't been back during the, the period. But when I go back, I literally know which door to walk into and I'll find my, my grandfather there. So the migration in, in, um, in that context, it's, it's, it's a subtle movement. But what's pretty amazing is, as a community, everybody is aware of that arrangement family-wise. You can always recognize uh, what is what is home to you There are mobile and practical things that you could carry with you and probably much too valuable to be left behind, you know, and you'd, you'd need it to, um, you need it in your everyday life anyway, you know, to go to store your things, to wear it, you know, um, when you go to the field, to cut down trees and clear things, you know, and pay for fines or penalties or dowries, and especially the tawak, you, you could use that for a lot of different reasons. Uh, the gong. My father and those in my father's generation who had left the longhouse to settle in um, urban centers also migrate with these belongings. You know, they bring their own. They they bring a set of of um, beads either passed to them uh, by their own parents. And the beads, and the beads, definitely the beads, the inu, the inu, the tubang inu, yeah. And because not just not just from our tattoos or anything, you can identify a person from their from their beats to that to that to that extent. Like for myself, because I've trained myself to look at people's beats when I go to meet my relatives or you know going to a, an event of the Kenyan people that know oh this person is this this person is um, that and I would know I would know to identify them oh you're from the Klabit community your beats are mainly the Klabit beats and they go like yes I am you know it's it's the sort of things it's just to acknowledge and, and identify the person uh, before even knowing the name and it kind of gives them like a welcoming sense whereby oh this person is aware of who I am you know they will carry their gongs their parang their parang is something that my dad uses even until today um, he's currently living in KL but his parang is like still the most important thing um, although I keep asking him like what do you need to use the parang for these days he's like oh I garden at the back of the house and he doesn't really have much land um, in KL where he's currently staying but he it's still one of his most precious items practical um, inheritance practical heritage basically 
probably expensive to get a new one or make a new one in a sense especially the you know the tawak and uh, the gong the um, the machetes and all those kind of things if if you want to call it people uh, taking a piece of home with them but it's also i think a lot deeper than that it's it's how our you know people my my father's generation feel that they are still very much part of the community by holding on to this responsibility of guarding this this uh, items uh, right uh, for the time being uh. Yeah.